Hey friend, are you ready to end your year intentionally? We are moving into the last couple of months and I want you to feel confident about ending well because you absolutely can and should prioritize your health, your goals, and your personal enjoyment in life. Yes, you have responsibilities in your work, in your family, in your volunteering, but you also need to fuel your cup so you are able and ready to give. And what if I told you that you can create practices to take care of yourself in a guilt-free way in just 10 minutes a day? I'm sure you want to hear about it. So today I have my friend Kate back on the show to share how we can do just that. Kate is the host of the Live by Design podcast, health coach, educator, meditation enthusiast, slow but steady runner, and creator of a woman-focused personal growth group called the LBD Collective. It's her purpose in life to help others release personal growth overwhelm, get unstuck, and finally take the action to launch in the direction of their dreams. Her motto is to live by design, not by default. And I always love hearing that. Now, if you love this episode, we also have a special event to invite you to. It's a free virtual summit called the Empowered Self Summit where you will be able to learn how to nurture your mind, energize your body, and awaken your soul so you can move through the holiday season with energy, intention, and focus. So if you want to come hang out with us October 9th through the 11th, then you can register at redhotmindset.com forward slash empowered. Again, that is redhotmindset.com forward slash empowered. All right, are you ready to talk about ending your year intentionally? Let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome to Pursuing Goals God's Way. Have you thought about finally starting that business now that your kids are older? Do you ever stay awake wondering how to mesh your passions into purposeful work? Do you have big, ambitious goals but feel overwhelmed or even unqualified to pursue them? Hey, I'm Gabe. Not too long ago, I longed for the confidence to start an online business. I just wanted to make a difference outside my home bubble using my gifts. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't good enough, I didn't know enough, and I didn't have enough time. Until I realized something huge. My kids need me to be their example and they need to see me win. And yours do too. In this podcast, you will learn how to clarify your goals, plan with purpose, and ditch your distractions. If you're ready to make an impact and an income, all for the glory of God, then you're in the right place. As an avid runner, I believe life is one massive marathon. It's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. So lace up those running shoes, pop in your earbuds, and let's do this thing. Hey, Kate, welcome back to Pursuing Goals God's Way. So excited to have you back again, yet a third time, essentially, um, to be able to chat with me. Oh my gosh, Gabe, it is such a pleasure to be here with you. You always put the biggest smile and I look forward to our recording sessions all day long. So I am thrilled to be here with you. Oh, so exciting. And I'm thrilled about the conversation because we're going to talk about ending our year well and ending it with intention. We've had some really impactful conversations already on the podcast. Um, and I always love having you share. But before we get started, I'd really love to hear what ending your year intentionally means to you. What does that look like personally? Oh, I love this question so much, Gabe. So to me, ending the year well is ending the year with energy left in the tank. And really, I end up creating things that I need in my own life. And so I, as a, you know, a mom and an entrepreneur and someone who loves to pour in her own self-care, even with all of that, I had all these years where I would end the holidays and I was like, I am just exhausted. <laughs> like I've got nothing left in the tank. I gave the holidays my all and then some, and I wouldn't sleep as much as I should. I wasn't feeling my body with foods that blessed it necessarily. Um, and I was just like, 
trying to be everything for everyone. And I realized that I was kind of sacrificing not only my experience of the holidays, but my experience of starting the new year, because I'd get to January 1st. And I love the excitement of a new season, whether it's the start of the school season, whether it's the start of a new year. I love that energy, but I wasn't even able to really tap into it because I was like, I'm so tired from the last three months of holidays. And so to me, ending the year strong and starting the next year with energy and intention, focus and clarity, it means protecting time for myself during the holidays. It means prioritizing that time for the relationship I have with myself first and then filling in all of the really fun, joyful holiday experiences around those blocks of time so that I'm not totally depleted come January 1st. I love how you talk about ending the year with energy um, because, yeah, I feel like sometimes we just go, 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 and then just fry by the end. And then we're like, oh, <laughs> I need a break come, uh, you know, January 1st even though that excitement is there and we have these goals and intentions we want for the next year, but it's like, we didn't take that time to just rest and do end that year well to start well again. Um, and so I definitely think that will be something I will think about this year. One of the things I like to do is I actually usually take a pause from my podcast in December. So I'll be listening. There might be a little break and I've done replays in the past and things, but it doesn't really give you the rest that you need because you're thinking about mm -hmm. it. But I think about what could I do to end a little bit more rested. And so I think that's going to be an intention for me again this year. So thank you for bringing that up. I know uh, sometimes it's like, it's good to hear, oh yeah, end the year rested, be ready for it, get with this energy. But <laughs> what does that look like? How can we tangibly do this? Um, so what are some things that listeners can do to make sure that their year is ended in an intentional way? Oh, I love this question. So I think the first thing is to just ask yourself, how is it that you want to feel as you start the new year, as you move through the holiday season and as you begin the year to come? If you want to feel energized, then maybe prioritizing your sleep, right? Like having a bedtime. I th This entire year, I have been focused on our nighttime routine for myself, for my kids, uh, like all of us. I was like blackout curtains and weighted blankets and all the things um, to try to support all of us getting a good night's rest because I love having a morning routine to start my day really intentionally, but my morning routine is not going to happen if I stay up too late the night before accidentally binge watching something on Netflix, right? Because it just starts playing through. And before you know it, it's really late. And you're like, oh man, <laughs> that 6am alarm is going to hurt tomorrow. Um, so the first thing I'd say is just identify how you want to feel. If you want to feel energized or if you want to feel present, if you want to feel calm, that's going to impact a little bit the things that you do, right? So if you want to feel really calm and grounded, maybe you're making time for prayer, you're making time for meditation, you're making time to just be quiet and, and maybe sit with your journal. Um, for me, wanting to be energized at the start of the year, it looks like making that time to rest, making that time to sleep. It looks like prioritizing moving my body from a place of joy, um, not to look a certain way, but to feel a certain way. Like I feel strong and powerful when I move my body, right? And so I've been really enjoying going for long walks. I've been really enjoying weight training. Um, and sometimes I think we have to remind ourselves that even though these things feel so simple um, and they're so doable, even just like 10 minutes of time helps. 
like sometimes it can be so easy to fall into that all or nothing thinking of like, well, if I can't do it for an hour, I'm not going to reap all the benefits. But what if you just went for that 10 minute walk, seven days in a row, like you just walk for over an hour, it's cumulative. Um, but I think there's a lot of power there. And so, you know, I, I start with asking yourself how you want to feel, checking in with your calendar. Is there time and space in your day that actually provides the time and the opportunity to do those things that support the way that you want to feel. Um, and then finally, I think you have to be really honest with yourself and ask if anything on your calendar needs to be removed. Um, sometimes, especially over the holidays, it can be really easy to just be like, yes, yes, yes to all the things, right? Like, sure, I'll bake cookies for this thing and I'll walk in the parade and I'll make a cut, you know, all the things and they're all great. But if we say yes to everything, you know, not everything can be a priority. And oftentimes the first thing that falls to the wayside are those self-care practices. It becomes staying up late to do something. It becomes waking up early to get it done before the kids go to school, whatever the case might be. And that's okay to do from time to time, of course. Uh, but what we want to do is every day, just be intentional to create that time for yourself to do the thing that supports the way you want to feel so that you can start January feeling energized and focused and really purposeful. I love this. And I, I want to actually dive a little bit even deeper into this, like the practical ways yeah. that you shared in as little as 10 minutes a day to be able mm -hmm. to take care of ourselves. But before we do, one thing that I just thought of as you were talking is the idea of uh, prioritizing and knowing what to not do, knowing what to let go of. And I feel like sometimes we just think everything is important and mm -hmm. it's really hard to choose. So how do you make those decisions personally? Oh, I love this question. You know, I was just talking with my friend, Emily Nichols over on the um, Habit Hacking Your Health podcast, and we we're chatting all about if something feels like an opportunity or an obligation. For me, I can check in with my body and feel very quickly, like I'm very gut oriented, but I can feel it in my body. If something feels like an obligation, I like my energy changes. I like curl my shoulders forward. My head falls down a little bit. Like I kind of curl into myself. I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, oh, I don't really want to do this thing, right? If something feels like an opportunity, it feels expansive, right? Like my chest opens, my shoulders come down, my head lifts up. And that's kind of how I check in with myself on those things. Like, does this feel like an opportunity to connect with people I, I love? Does this feel like an opportunity to lean into the joy of the season? Does this feel like an opportunity to slow down, right? Um, or does this feel like an obligation? Does this feel like something that I quote should do? Um, but, and like, and, and that should can come from so many different places. Like <clears throat> it, you, if you feel like you should do something because it's like what you're supposed to do for that, like perfect social media moment over the holidays, but it's not something that lights you up. Like, don't do it. <laughs> like our family, we love to do this every year. We go on this like old fashioned train ride with our kids and we have so much fun doing it for the longest time. My kids weren't even interested in the fact that Santa was on the train. They're just like, we're on a train. Like this is so cool. Right. So we make times for that because it feels like an opportunity, but if it ever started to feel like an obligation, like our kids get to an age where they're like, and eh, like not really into this anymore, then we would remove it. Right. And so I think <clears throat> we, we can't be afraid to let go of those people pleasing tendencies. If we find that we have those, um, and we can't be afraid to protect our own time, even if it means somebody might be 
a little disappointed, you know, as long as we're caring for the people we love the most, um, and we're caring for the people that are really important to us that we want to experience the holidays with, it's okay to say no here and there, especially when you're like, this doesn't feel expansive. This feels like an obligation and it doesn't have to be a no for forever. Maybe it's just for this season. Maybe it's just for this year. Maybe next year your schedule looks different and you're like, yeah, that can be a heck yes in the future. But if it doesn't feel like a heck yes, if it feels like an obligation, you know, do future you a favor and just like kindly and lovingly pass on it this year. Mm, that's such a great way to look at it. Is it feel like an obligation versus an opportunity? And one thing I like that you said is that it's not forever or maybe not mm-hmm. forever because sometimes it's easier for us to say yes and just yes, 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 yes. And then we get <laughs> ourselves into burnout or just too much mm-hmm. and not being able to love on those that we need to the most, right? Mm-hmm. But then if we say no and our schedule opens or we realize it is more of an opportunity or we're feeling led. Maybe the Lord says, no, I want you there. We can come back and say, yes, it doesn't completely close the door to that opportunity necessarily. Now, maybe it would, if it's like a job opportunity or something, but maybe we said no, (laughs) because there's a different yes, that's going to come, but we had to say no first to that one. Yeah. I love that. So, so good. (laughs) Yeah. So let's dive into Um, Now, I think the first thing of taking care of ourselves is that, is really Mm -hmm. understanding what can we handle, like what is our capacity, and actually sticking to that. That boundary is huge. And I mean, I've been learning about boundaries for years. I (laughs) I would say it's so funny because my my mom is very, um, not to put her on the spot, but she's very controlling Mm -hmm. and very like, I want it my way and I'm going to do it all. So it's my way. And I actually have those tendencies for sure. But that's something Mm -hmm. that I've learned. I've seen her burn out. I've seen her. I mean, Mm -hmm. okay. So now it's super exciting. She is, I'm going on a tangent, but she is finally retiring. Um, Go so mom. Yay. I think when this episode goes out, she will be retired, but she is 78 years old. I'm telling you, I'm like, mom, you should have retired 10 years ago. My goodness, you know, <laughs> but that's who she is. And then she's still like, should I keep the keys? She's the church secretary, just in case they need help. And I'm like, mom, no, they <laughs> need to figure it out. But how many of us do that? Right. We, mm-hmm. we feel like the expectations on us, but it's yeah. not, it's not when we say no, then that's, there's someone else who can fill it, right? Or there's something mm-hmm. else that can be done. So we don't have to feel that guilt, but I think we do feel the guilt, right? As moms, we have that mom guilt. Um, yeah. and, it, and especially when it comes to prioritizing, taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to talk a little bit about how do we prioritize ourselves in that way so that we can be all for the people we need to, but not have that guilt. What are some things that you've, mm-hmm. you've found? I love this question so much because I feel like it is so helpful during the holiday season, but this is something that we can implement all year because mom guilt doesn't go away on January 1st, right? (laughs) So I think it comes, I think it's it's a multi-pronged approach. First, we want to identify what are some of your self-care essentials? Like what are some of the things that you can do for yourself that help you show up as your most vibrant self. Like for example, for me, there's like five habits that I track pretty much every day. Um, And if I miss one, it's okay. I'm not going to be unkind to myself, right? But it just helps me be intentional. So like one of those is like, I've got my giant water bottle here, right? Like I drink 
a lot of water every day. Yep, Gabe's, Gabe has hers too. Uh, because I like to be active and I just feel better. Like the brain fog goes away, like all the things. Water, I mean, it's free. It's so good for you, right? So that's one of my self-care essentials. Another one, which is going to sound so silly, but it's to take a shower or take a bath. And as a busy mom who, you know, is taking kids here and there and and doing all the things, um, there are definitely times when I'm like, when was the last time I took a shower? <laughs> you know, and like, and it happens, right? There are days when it just, it just doesn't happen. And that's fine. But I put that on my tracker to be like, okay, because I feel so good after I take a shower and I take the time to brush my hair and take care of my curls and lotion, you know, all the things. It just feels so good. And it's so easy to do. Um, and another thing, like one of the things that I always focus on each day is moving my body. And I just, it it's better. It's good for my mental health, even more than my physical health. And sometimes if I'm tired, that looks like some stretching or a gentle yoga flow. Um, if I've got a lot of energy that day, it might look like going for a run with my dog Pepper, right? So this can look different from day to day, but just being intentional, even if it's just a couple of minutes. So those are some of my self-care essentials. Um, and another thing that I love to do every day is to read a little bit of fiction. Um, I went down the like reading all the personal growth books back to back to back for the longest time. And then I discovered romantic fantasy and I have like fallen down the rabbit hole and these books they're so frivolous but they are so fun to read and they just like give my brain a little bit of a break and they introduce some fun into my day so like that is something that feels like self-care for me it's just like five or ten minutes before bed to read right so the first thing we want to do is identify what are the, some of those essentials for you. They might be totally different than me. Um, then my last is just like getting good sleep <laughs> because again, that's been my theme of the year. So you get to decide like, what are the most important things for you? And that's the first thing that we're going to schedule. That's the first thing we're going to make sure that we have time for. The other thing I think we have to remember is that we can have these intentions, but if we're existing inside of a partnership or relationship um, a marriage, a family with kids, we need to to talk to our families about it. And, and this is something I've had to learn is asking for support and making that time, right? I used to feel so guilty, like stepping away from my kids to go, you know, take a two mile walk. And my husband's like, he's like, where does this come from? I, he's like, I wouldn't feel guilty going for a walk because like, I know that I feel better afterwards. I'm like, I don't know, but mom guilt is totally a thing, right? So once I voiced that to him and I've shared like, hey, these practices are really helpful for me in taking care of myself well and enjoying my day, but also showing up as a present partner, as a patient parent, then it becomes something that he gets the opportunity to support me in doing, right? So when I'm like, hey, babe, I'd love to go for that walk. He's like, okay, great. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> like, we're good, you know? And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, you guys are good. Like, I don't have to be here at all times for the family to keep functioning, right? Um, and we have to remember the last piece of this is to ask for support and get help, right? So sometimes that might look like talking to a, a neighbor and being like, hey, once a week, let's like trade kids. Like I'll take your kids and you can get an hour to yourself and vice versa. Sometimes that looks like asking your partner for support. Maybe that looks like getting a babysitter, you know, asking your mom to come over, whatever that looks like. But just knowing that you don't have to do it alone. <laughs> you know, sometimes I feel like we think like, well, if I just try harder, I'll somehow create more hours in the day. Uh, and then I will have time for myself, right? But sometimes it just looks like asking someone for a little bit of support. And then finally, some of these self-care things, I think sometimes we have this idea that we have to be like, 
alone in this quiet, tranquil space to do them, which yeah, is awesome. Right. But like, I have two kids and two dogs and a husband and like alone time is not always easy to come by. So sometimes like when I read my book in the morning, um, before I get the kids ready for school, like I read it on my couch, literally with like a kid on each side of my lap and they're watching like power Rangers. Right. And so like, it's not this serene reading corner, right? Like I'm, I'm covered in like pajama clad children and like the dogs licking my toes, but like I'm getting that time in to read and I'm enjoying it. And so to give yourself a little bit of permission, perhaps to be a little messy with it, that it doesn't have to be like Pinterest perfect. It can be realistic to the season of life that you're in. Oh, that, that makes so much sense. And I think you just kind of encompassed exactly what self-care should really look like because I think there's it's there you know there's so much that taboo that goes around with self-care well self-care is going and getting pedicures every week or it's you know it's going into a spa and it's going to do these things for ourselves by ourselves but like Mm -hmm. you said that is not practical not in the season that we're in when you have kids and you're bringing them all the places and you pretty much are around them 24 7 or you're working when they're not there you know like all the things and so you just really encompass the the intentionality of Mm -hmm. figuring out spaces to do that. And what is it? And self-care looks different for everyone, right? Like for me, having my run is really helpful. It energizes Mm -hmm. me. It's that exercise. It's that movement. Like you talked about, yes, I do it for longer than 10 minutes, but that doesn't have to be someone, someone else might say, I just need a 10 minute walk. Right. Or I just need to read a book for 10 minutes. And I do the same thing. It's like, I'll read at night. My um, littlest is in bed with me reading, talking at the same time as I'm reading, you know, and it's fine. It's oh, fine. Yes. <laughs> but it still gives me that time to be able to digress or like from the day and all the things. And, um, and so, and really fuel myself to be there with them. But I love also that you said, um, ask for help, like, or just communicate. Right. So, because you would have never known that your kids or your husband didn't care if you went on a walk unless you said something, right? We have so much guilt and we hold it and we feel burdened by it. And they don't, they're not thinking about that. That's just not their mindset. And they're like, oh, mom needs a walk. Sure. Go on a walk. And so I think that's such a huge key is asking for that support and also that communications that you're on the same page and then you don't feel as guilty. Exactly. Or sometimes I come back in from my walk and my kids are like, oh, where did you go? <laughs> like, you have no idea that I wasn't here for the last 45 minutes and that like, you know, dad's in charge. Right. And like, and that's great because it's like, oh, right. Yeah, no, you're, you're totally fine. I can let go of this guilt and, and, and get to be an example for my kids of what it looks like to have someone in your life who does care for themselves. Right. So that way, hopefully when they get older, they won't feel that guilt because they'll have seen their parents create that time for each other and create that time for themselves to love themselves well. And so that's my ultimate hope is like when my boys are adults that they like care for themselves and they don't have to wrestle with that same level of guilt that maybe I've experienced. Yeah, exactly. And the way that they see how you and your husband connect and communicate Mm -hmm. is going to help them when they um, enter marriage or whatnot, they can be like, oh, yeah, you go, don't feel guilty. You go on that walk, right? And because it's been modeled for them. And so I love that. I think that's really important for us to model what we want our kids to emulate when they're adults as well. We don't want them feeling that guilt. We don't want them to just 
never take care of themselves either, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to emulate that for them. So this has been really, really great. Now, I know um, everyone's going to be like, I want more of this, right? And <laughs> I, I loved even back in the spring when you put on the Goals with Soul Summit, um, because you just masterfully put together a group of amazing women speakers who could feed an audience ready to move their goals closer to the finish line. Now you have another summit coming up called the Empowered Self Summit, which is perfect for the end of the year for us to end our year well with intention to create these habits, these life-giving self-care practices. Um, and so I know it's going live October 9th to the 11th. So can you tell me a little bit more about it? Why is this a must-attend event? And why did you decide to put it together? Yes. Thank you so much, Gabe. Well, I was so grateful that you joined me at the Goals with Soul Summit. Your episode was one of the most highly listened to episodes from the entire Summit podcast feed. So I was like, I have to ask Gabe if she'll join me again for the Empowered Self Summit. Yes. So the Empowered Self Summit is a free three-day podcast summit to nurture your mind, energize your body, and awaken your soul, all in the hopes that you can then move through the holiday season with energy and intention and focus. And we're really going to focus on those doable and guilt-free, because we've talked about that a lot today, guilt-free self-care practices that you can do in 10 minutes a day, in 20 minutes a day, in 30 minutes a day. And I really created this for all the women out there who wake up on January 1st, burnt out, exhausted, depleted, wanting to think about, you know, goals for the year to come or a word of the year or an intention they want to have, but they just feel so dang tired that they're like, I can't like come back in February because I need to just sleep for the next month. Right. And I'm really excited because we are sharing this summit. Um, the theme is mind, body, and soul. So the first day is mind, second day is body, third day is soul. And it's all shared via a private podcast feed because I know you know, you've got a lot on your plate, Gabe. I do too. And I imagine that all of your listeners do as well. And so I personally don't have the time to sit down and watch presentations during a summit experience, but I can pop in my earbuds and go for my walk and listen to an episode or listen after I drop my kids off at school or while I'm folding the never ending pile of laundry. <laughs> right now, the laundry pile on my kids' train table is epic. All the clothes I need to fold, right? And so I created this summit for the women who want inspiration and education. And then the layered on loving accountability and encouragement that comes from creating this community of women who've come together for the summit experience. And I had so much fun hosting the Goals with Soul Summit in the spring that I was like, you know what? I think we need something to end the year and to just really end the year intentionally, not with all the rushing and the obligations and just burning the candle at both ends, but how can we really equip ourselves with the knowledge and the habits that create the routines that support us in ending the year strong? So I am so excited to have you there. And I am so excited to bring this to our community's earbuds. I am too. I am too. And it's coming up this next week. So we definitely want you to register. Come hang out with us. If you loved our conversation, there's gonna be more of them. I get to be sharing a little bit about I think it's called the three R's that build balance between having a big goal and avoiding the hustle mentality. That's the topic anyway. And so <laughs> I'm all about avoiding hustle mentality, especially come um, Thanksgiving, Christmas time. It just feels like it's so busy. And so that's when you really need to be intentional about what am I going to do? What are our traditions? What am I going to let go? What am I going to feel like, you know, what am I going to do? Um, how am I going to love well? And uh, how am I going to take care of myself well? 
So if you want to come hang out with Kate, me, and a bunch of other amazing women speakers, then you can register at redhotmindset.com forward slash empowered. So again, it's redhotmindset.com forward slash empowered. I'll leave a link in the show notes. You're not going to want to miss it, but I'm so excited for it, Kate. Thank you so much for putting this together. I know it's a lot of work, but you have done such a wonderful job with the first one. And I'm excited to see what this one does as well and how much it impacts other women and impacts us through at the end of the year and to start our next year well. So thank you for hanging out with me again today. Always love our conversations. Oh, thank you so much, Gabe. I literally like I walk away from every single one of our conversations with like warmth in my heart and just like the biggest smile on my face. So thank you so much, sweet friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or share it with a friend as this helps grow the podcast. Also, if you're not a part of Simplicity and Motherhood, consider joining us. It's a free online community built to provide support and encouragement so you can create balance and live intentionally as you go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.